Hey, welcome to episode six of the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. What's happening, Babe? I'm just hanging out. Yeah. What are you doing? Pretty much the same, you know, uh, working on my countdowns. Um, the countdown into the show? Yeah. Oh, like uh, Wayne's World? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're you know, the whole in five, four, three, yeah. and then the silent two and the one. I know. We really got to work on that. And then when we perfect it, we should start video these, you know, like yeah. have a video running. Then we should start doing this professionally. Aren't we doing that now? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess that's to be determined, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, I feel like a professional. Does that count? I think it counts. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so hey, what are we what are we talking about? This is episode six. Can you believe it? I know. It's like we have so much to talk about and it takes a really long time to like explain all of this stuff, which makes me realize that like it's years worth of information, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, uh and I mean it also explains why I'm so silent most of the time in real life. Because gotta conserve your energy. <laughs> you're conserving it for for this. Yeah. Okay. So tonight, it's like if you're a high performer in some other you know area, it's, oh. it's not like you go out and you know, like shoot a perfect round of golf or something like that, like every day. You know. Got it. You gotta save that up so you can perform when the uh, when the lights are on. You know. Now I finally out on the ice. I finally understand it. Yep. It makes sense now. The last 22 years of mostly not talking all makes sense. I can't believe you were saving it all up for this. Yeah, I didn't even know. That's the, that's the amazing thing. <laughs> Although when you get to talking, I mean, off the mic, I mean, you can really talk. Oh, yeah, I can talk, baby. But it's kind of rare. Yeah, but we're working on making that less rare. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so um, today... We're going to talk about the dream house. Oh, yes. Where did we leave off? I think we left off when we were um, selling our first house. Uh Which was not the dream house. No. I guess. No. Why wasn't that the dream house? It was ugly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you'll remember, um, uh, fans of the show will remember back in episode five (laughs) where uh, Robin used to drive by these places where where home number one was and uh, think, what's up with that shabby little shack? It was like, those poor people. Those poor people who live there, who have to live there. Yep. And then I became that that poor person. (laughs) That was was house number one. And then we... But wait, before we go on, you've asked me why wasn't that the dream house? Or a dream house. Did, it wasn't was it, my dream house. Either. I was going to say. I know. I was just joking. I thought maybe for a second it was. I was like so confused. What's well, not to love, man? The Black Widows? <clears throat> the the uh, um, the Swamp evaporative cooler, cooler yeah. that sounded like a jet engine at night. Um, okay, okay. The crappy neighbors. <laughs> uh, the 45 mile per hour speed limit like 10 feet from... <laughs> Where you're trying to watch TV at night. Um, um, I think we're on the same page with okay. that. Okay. I just, I just want to check. No, it's good to check in. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, you know, we sold that in a hot minute and we were on the hot pursuit of our dream house, right? Yeah. We talked about uh, Roger 1-800 right now. Yes. And we love Roger. So we use Roger again for, right, buying our next house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't get enough of this guy. <laughs> um but that that was all good. I mean, no problems with Roger. Oh no. Um, but there were other problems along the way. So I think we should start with um maybe loading up the giant U-Haul when we left the Victor House. Is that a good place to start? Oh. That's as good a place as any. So I guess we got like the largest U-Haul known to man. That's correct. Like 80 feet long or something like that. <laughs> it was one step down from the semi-truck option. <laughs> Did it fit? It fit in the driveway. Just, sort of? just barely. Wow. Yeah, I guess I kind of forgot. I kind of blocked that out. It it didn't hold everything, though. <laughs> <laughs> how many, do you remember how many trips we had to make in that thing? I mean, we could, well, so that's, that's the part we should probably explain. So this is 2006. So Charlie... Yeah. Our, our youngest son had been born. We He was born in July. I believe we sold the house in September. I believe um, school had started. Mm. Yeah, so I'm homeschooling, right? Right, and it wasn't the first year, but no. it was like the second year. So it's first like grade for Morgan. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> we sold the house on one day. We had... A very short amount of time to get out of there. Yeah, it was a short escrow. It was a, like, what? I don't know. 30 days or something Maybe less than 30 days. Yeah. And we... Yeah, the real estate market was just, like, totally insane at that time. Like, we had bought a few years before that, right? Right. And... Four years before. We talked a little bit about it in the last episode, but, like, the value of the home pretty much almost doubled... Almost. From the time we bought it. Mm-hmm. Not quite, but close. Close. And, uh, yeah, we listed it and had a deal on it, or an offer on it, that was accepted, that we accepted. On like, day one. On day one. Yeah. And so we uh, <laughs> we realized that there was going to be a period of time where we didn't have a place to live. And so we had to pack everything that we owned up into this u-haul truck and the rest of it we i think probably took to my parents your parents house you know my dad had a, a trailer we we packed that up our cars were packed up i mean how do we pack that much stuff into that house that first house i know is that crazy that was uh that like that was your retail therapy yeah at work there like all the furniture yeah the clothes, but I still don't understand like how all of that fit in the new house or in the U-Haul. U-Haul. So we had a thousand square feet of a house and we had a shed and the shed was again, like maybe 500 square feet. Hmm. And we had a little storage room and that might've been a hundred square feet. And then we had outside toys and sandboxes and, you know, play structures and a, a tire swing and like a dog kennel and a, I mean, on and on and on tools. And, you know, I mean, we really packed that place full. Mm. And by then we had two dogs and two kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of Double stuff. Double the fun. 
you had music equipment and I mean, oh yeah, we had a lot of stuff. And so, um, it, we really underestimated it, of course. And when we got it all in there, I mean, we didn't clean out the house. See, this is the other thing. Usually when you move, you take some time, you clean things out, you sell some stuff, you have a garage sale. We didn't do that. I mean, it was just kind of like all hands on deck. Okay. Get this stuff in the truck. I mean, to rip everything out of here (laughs) and put it in there. Right. It wasn't even like wash your clothes or whatever. It was just like, Dirty laundry, clean laundry, everything goes. Like, yeah. it was crazy. And Charlie's like, what, three months old or something like that? Two months old? Maybe two months old. Yeah. So. That's ideal. Oh, yeah. So we ended up having to live with your parents, I believe, for a week. And Oh, yeah. Did we park the U-Haul over uh-huh. there? Uh-huh. We had to pay for the U-Haul, you know, and all that. And so it was like, I just remember thinking like, wow, I don't even know how we got so much stuff. And. I, I was thinking like, oh, we're going to buy this new house and it's mm-hmm. going to be so big. I wonder what we'll put in it. And then, of course, come to find out we had more than enough stuff to completely fill the house up. I mean, we just had a lot of stuff. That's amazing. But wait, like, so, I mean, when you buy when you buy a house, well, when you sell a house and you're buying another house, it's like, you know, there's like this contingency deal thing. So how did that work? Like we listed our place, sold it. And then how long did it take us to find the place of, of our dreams? Um, I think, <laughs> I think we've been looking for the place of our dreams before we put our house on the market. Oh. And we've been looking around maybe for two or three months, mm-hmm. just kind of casually looking. Did we put like a contingency offer in on the dream house? And then list our place? I think so. That seems familiar. That sounds that sounds like what happened. I think maybe. so. Yeah. So, um, you know, in the days before the recession, mm. if you wanted a mortgage and you had a house and you had a job, they, I mean, they were really willing to give you a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Like way more than they should. <laughs> um, so I remember we thought, well, we should probably be looking for houses in the $250,000 range mm-hmm. because we're going to be selling a house that's close to 200000 And, you know, that kind of makes sense, right? Right. But when we went to the mortgage office and we filled out all of our papers, they said, we will loan you up to 450000 And we thought, what? That is, that is psychotic. <laughs> we both knew, first of all, that we could not afford a $450,000 house, but the bank said, yes, you can, and we'll give you that money. And we thought, well, we're going to be smart. (laughs) We're not going to max out, you know, this amount that they're offering us because that's like, that's rich people territory. And we know we're not rich, you know, but we also know we're not poor. Right. Yeah. (laughs) $400,000. That is just insane. So we've been looking at a lot of houses that were kind of um, a little nicer and a little bigger than what we had, and none of them are really very exciting. And so, you know, we started going, of course, every day that you look, prices go up in this kind of market. So on, you know, the first week, maybe you look at a house and it's 200000 and the next week, it's two hundred ten. I mean, yeah. it was just crazy. Or if you find a place that you're sort of interested in, you go back and like try to get more details. And then there's already an offer on it and it's right. an escrow or something like that, you know? Like, right. So there's all this like pressure, pressure, this yeah. artificial pressure yeah, being put on you for something that you don't 
actually need, but you've decided that you need <laughs> that has to happen right now. Well, we decided we need it because we had, we maxed out obviously <laughs> the square footage and we were happy that we had made all this money on the first house. We were trying to make a smart you know investment decision. Right. And so what started out as sort of a casual like let's look at some houses for fun on the weekend and kind of see what's out there like started to turn into this it was a pressure cooker kind of a thing and as we went through this process we started looking at places that were more and more expensive and that were more and more outside you know the um location where we knew we could afford Mm -hmm. you know right so what started out as looking in town you know maybe on the east side of town that was a little you know maybe a little nicer than where we were we started looking at the more rural areas that had more land and bigger houses mm. and all these things. Well, you had a dream. <laughs> right. Mind, you know. Right. I did. Horse property. I did. Right? Yeah, I did. I mean, that was my ultimate goal was like, I'd like to own a house with enough property to own a horse and to have a proper, you know, stable or some kind of a shelter for the horse mm-hmm. and to be able to ride the horse for fun. Yeah. That was my goal. Well. <laughs> how did that how did that happen? Did, did like didn't you find like see the place? Like you found a listing and then went and looked at it yourself and then you're like, "Hey, get out here." Or what how did that happen? Like I remember there was something about that like You know, I really wish I could remember the details of that, but unfortunately, I have very little memory of this time when we move in because i'm you know i have a two-month-old baby yeah it's I mean, a dark time for robin i got nothing in there like my memory is so scattered during this time so i don't know but i know that roger roger probably was looking for us we probably mm-hmm. said okay leon let's go beyond this two hundred fifty thousand dollar limit let's look at some properties that are more expensive that have more land we're not finding what we were looking for. And I think our idea was that if we did find that dream house that we both liked, mm-hmm. that we would stay there for 10 or more years. So we would, um, it would be an investment and then we would sell it and move on to the next thing. Yeah. So it was like longer term. And I think that when we originally started talking about moving, it was like, well, maybe we'll live there five years. So right. then we doubled it. We said, let's live there 10 years. That'll make it worth it. We'll make so much more money in 10 more years. Right. Obviously, it'll because be... the last, you know, four years will absolutely repeat themselves. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, nothing could change. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows that real estate just goes up and up and up. Never yeah. goes down. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing to worry about. Real estate's a sure thing. Yeah. Right? That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so as soon as I, however this happened and I went and looked at it, I mean, we're talking about, you know, I believe it was 1,700 square feet, mm-hmm. um, double car garage on a acre and a little, you know, a little bit yeah. more of land outside of town in a nice, quieter street, right? Lots of other horse properties around. Yeah, yeah. definitely is a more agricultural. Not completely outside the city limits, but almost, you know, it's a, like five to 10 miles out of town. Yeah. And, you know, it's ranch style. It's got, like, nice trees. It's nice and 
you know, flat. It's been there for a while. Um, yeah. So I'm starting to think, oh, well, we can actually get a loan that could pay for this. Mm-hmm. And if we stay here for 10 years, it'll be totally worth it. Yeah. So, you know, we went with the real estate agent. We meet the people who are the owners. The owners happen to be real estate agents, wouldn't you know? That's right. They <laughs> bought it to flip it, basically. They did. Yeah. And so they like I remember the that the guy was like doing a lot of the work himself and stuff like right. that, like to upgrade it and everything. And I remember like I remember we went and looked at it, and I don't know if we looked at it first and then we went back out there and met the people or something like that that were selling it. I think it. so. I think that's how it was. But yeah. like when we looked at it at first, I remember like walking through the place and going, oh, wow, this is really big. Right. This is really nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. They did a lot of nice stuff to like, you know, like fix this place up and right. modernize it and stuff like that. Look at all this room. Wow. And then we like walked back toward the bedrooms or whatever and walked into the master bedroom <laughs> and like we're looking around like this is freaking huge had a huge walk-in closet huge walk-in closet yeah. uh, you know a, a separate door that went out to the like the back porch and stuff right. like it was uh it, it was like wow we found it and it was three three times bigger than anything we looked at <laughs> right and and uh Roger's like, if you guys are interested in this place, like, we should go back to the office right now and put in an offer. Right. Like, because this is not going to last. You know, he did like. He did the typical. Did the thing. Well, it was which true. Was true. The, it was true at the time. It wasn't also, a lie. But also, you know, like self-serving, which is fine. Because, sure. you know, real estate agent. But like, yeah. And we were just like, well, Yeah. Like, this yeah. is it. This is the dream place. Like, maybe we could be here for more than 10 years. Right. Right. This might be, like, the lifetime place. Like, if we yeah. can if we can pull this off, like, yeah, we should do it. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the so the asking price, as I recall, was $335,000. <laughs> now, I mean, maybe oh that, God. maybe if you live in San Francisco, that sounds like nothing. But, you know. Yeah. To us country bumpkins up here, that was a lot of money. Yeah. And Our it, first place was 88.9, I think. Yeah. 88.5. <laughs> yeah. And we sold it like for a lot more than that. Well, we sold it because for the one, market was crazy. 185. Yeah. So, so yes, we did make, we had a profit. We knew we could, you know, put into this house. But well, even yeah, and so. Yeah. I mean, imagine this place is like three something. Like, right. I mean, if we just hold on to it for like four years or whatever, then it'll be worth six yeah. or seven hundred thousand dollars. Of course. <laughs> like, of course. Yeah, man. I mean, sure. as if it was San Francisco, maybe that would be true. But yeah. you know. But this is, you know, rural rural Reading. <laughs> this is northern, northern California. Not a whole heck of a lot of like big business, big industry going on up here, you know? Right. Like right. So, There's restaurants. <laughs> so, you know, the long story short of that is that, you know, um, things tend to fluctuate. When things are not great in the economy, places like Reading feel it the most. And, of course, we were completely unaware of all of those factors, never even considered it right. uh, as an option, and never considered that the real estate market here would have would be any different than anywhere else. And so we went full steam ahead with the offer mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, in the process, put our other house up for sale. Yeah. And I I really was motivated to do that after all of my kind of him hawing around about not really being ready to move. Um, I was able to get on board because I was, you know, had the carrot dangling in front of me uh, thinking, I'm going to get this horse property. I'm fine to get my horse. Yeah. I'm fine to live that dream. You know, I'm going to live that... <laughs> equestrian lifestyle out in the country so you mean to tell me that up until this point you hadn't been like living the dream (laughs) (laughs) in that little shack on the side of the road i mean with me dude who cares where you're at (laughs) you got these beautiful kids oh i did have all this stuff you got this beautiful husband dude i know that's living large right there i think um my judgment may have been off. <laughs> I mean, yes, I did have all those things, and I was thankful for those things. But I think Gotta that, get that house, man. I think that my maternal, you know, instincts fueled by my, you know, pregnancy hormones and breastfeeding hormones, and just being completely sleep deprived and out of my brain. I think I just really felt like um, that was what we all needed. not just me you know this was something i convinced myself that was going to make all of our lives better right and um it was exciting it was exciting yeah Yeah, it was like uh wow like well you know and i definitely had some reservations which is really strange about like the price and stuff like that and us being able to afford it right because i mean a significant mortgage even though we were coming in with a large down payment i mean after we paid off our place you know we had a big chunk of money we did to come in with and stuff but it was still like way more of a like it was a drop in the bucket (laughs) that i would even consider like now oh absolutely you know like a real stretch yeah and i back to it i had no reservations which is also very odd because i'm typically typically, like very kind of cautious (laughs) and I'm not. I'm risk averse. Mm-hmm. I'm typically the tightwad with money that doesn't want to, um, you know, extend for something that's really expensive. Mm-hmm. And you're typically, you know, in those days anyway, you're typically the person that was like, "Oh, it's fine. We can, we can totally do that." Yeah. Um, what are you worried about? We flip flopped, and then I just kept saying, "Well, you're the one that wanted to sell the house, so there you go. Solve the problem." sign on the dotted line please like i mean it was like you had planted this seed of like we need to buy a bigger house Mm -hmm. you know by by recognizing that our little house needed to be sold Mm -hmm. and in doing that i don't think you realized what that was what was happening in my brain (laughs) Mm. and so and we didn't really talk about it that much but you know you are very sensitive to you know, living spaces. And so the ones that we looked at that were lower priced, I remember you were really just like, I don't want to live here. I don't like that. Where I could have been like, well, maybe we can make it work or we can do this and that and this and that. I'm always the like, oh, make it work, make it work yeah. person, you know? And so I was like, well, if you don't want to make this work, well, hell, we'll just get, we'll just go all the way. Totally. <laughs> I mean, it was another like, like really tough market when we yeah. bought yep like people were snapping stuff up and like you know, it was weird on places and like 
It was weird. And it didn't help that the people we bought it from were real estate agents. And so I remember like we put in an offer that was lower, like significantly lower, thinking, well, they'll take it because there's no other offers right now. And they didn't take it. And so they basically, they knew what they were doing. And they basically forced us into, hey, if you want this house, you're going to pay full price for it. Mm. Which we did. (laughs) Which, looking back on it, was dumb. Because we had way more time than we thought we did. Oh, yeah. Way more time. (laughs) But we... we just sold, you know, house one. Yeah. Like, we could have lived in the freaking penthouse. Totally. You know, some classy hotel for (laughs) six months until we find another place well we could have just rented a condo or we could have i mean we could have done a lot of things could have done a lot differently moved to buenos aires (laughs) we could have gone on vacation i mean (laughs) gosh we could have really made it a little easier on ourselves than we did but you know i think we just couldn't let that go it was like we found this this thing and it was like well you can have it if you just say yes and sign your name on the paper. Yeah. So that just seemed like, well, that's too easy. You know, we, we might as well do that. So we, uh, yeah, we put in an offer. We negotiated with these people not very effectively. Uh, we got them to do this and that, which wasn't very much. Fix this, fix that. I think they threw in some equipment. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, all this stuff. The, like The writing one more. No, we still had to pay for that. We did? <laughs> oh, what? yeah. What about the wood chipper? We paid for that. Oh, mm, shit. <laughs> no, on top... Okay, so this is this is a real kicker, right? So we had to get two mortgages to pay for this thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember we paid them $1,200 cash for the riding lawnmower. Well, you're going to need that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about an acre plus here man <laughs> you gotta get out there with a push mower you know oh like a chump i mean you almost couldn't mow that place with a push mower i mean it was rather massive but yeah. um anyway when it was all said and done uh we went through all the inspections we did all this stuff we we really tried to do it right you know we like had every inspection done on that place mm-hmm. and everybody came back and said yep that's okay Yep, that past inspection. Looks yep. good. Looks good, looks good, looks good. Well, you know, the the well pump, it's uh it's drawing a little bit of extra <laughs> current, but you know, they do that no. or whatever. It might need to be replaced in another like ten years or something yeah. like that. That's way down the line. Yeah, it's way out there. Yep. Roof got another seven to ten years. Oh, easily. Oh, we're like, oh, we're gonna sell it by then, be fine. I mean, maybe it needs a coat of paint. Oh yeah. We can handle that. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. No problem. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think when our parents came out and looked at it, uh-huh. when we were in escrow, yeah, I kind of remember some reservations, you know, from my parents. I remember them saying, can you really afford this? Mm-hmm. Like, are you guys going to be okay? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, it's really <laughs> don't not. Worry a, about don't worry about it. Don't give it a second thought. We got this under control. mm I don't know what it, I don't remember your parents necessarily saying anything like that, but maybe they did. Yeah, they might have been thinking it. I don't know. Um, but I remember, you know, them thinking it was really nice and stuff. Sure. And being excited. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think my parents But I'm were, sure there were some reservations because what were we, like 20 years old or something like that? <laughs> no. 25 no. or something? I was 25 and you were 27. Yeah. And our kids were uh, six and zero. <laughs> <laughs> and at that age, you definitely have all kinds of business, you know, in oh. you know, buying... Yeah, signing signing on the dotted line for a three hundred thousand plus mortgage. Oh yeah, what's the problem? Why the hell not? Go for it. <laughs> so live once, man. So here's the deal: like once we signed all this stuff and we took that U-Haul over there, I got nothing on unloading the U-Haul. I have no memory. Do you have a memory on that? I do. I remember. Um, I remember Tom and Cody. Coming over and Patrick and oh, maybe yeah. like Carrie. That's right. And the kids or whatever. That's right. And like, we had like sort of a, you know, pizza, like That's normal, right. like moving party thing. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And like, so that was the big load of stuff. Right. And, and then I guess we probably like did onesie twosies or whatever, you know, after that with like your dad's trailer and truck and stuff like that. And yeah. Ferried stuff over in loads or whatever. <laughs> the rest of the all of the shit that we had uh, yeah i sort of blocked out that whole section of unpacking <laughs> unloading there's nothing in the old memory banks on that man <laughs> i must be a little tired hey man if you're gonna block something out block out moving yeah I mean, <laughs> <laughs> as long as you remember enough to never do it again oh yeah then I you're, do. you're golden <laughs> but unfortunately we haven't figured that out yet because, like, we keep just moving. Oh, but I figured out enough not to keep buying houses that cost three hundred thirty-five thousand. There you go. <laughs> That's the ticket. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're right. Yeah, we had we had a lot of help. We mm-hmm. had friends and family help us. Um, it was horrible. It was. Yeah. As moving always is. It was hot. And I remember that. Like you know. Yeah, I think we were getting into. Almost October by the time this was all said and yeah, done, right? it was definitely October. So Morgan was turning seven, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah, and I, I think we managed to have like a pretty significant birthday party um, for Morgan that year. In the new house. Yeah, in the Whoa. new house. I mean, I think we really did it all the way. That's a hell of a push to get all that done and then do that. Yeah. So when we moved everything in there, did we have like... It seems like it was like a little, a little bit barren, <laughs> or whatever. Like you know what? It really wasn't barren except for in our master bedroom mm-hmm. because we went from this itty bitty little room to this giant master bedroom that had this walk-in closet mm-hmm. and its own bathroom. So our room was rather bare. The rest of the house was pretty full. It was pretty good. Huh? Yeah, but we, of course, you know, immediately, I'm my my gears are starting to turn. Like oh. Got to fill up this master bedroom with some master bedroom size furniture. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so <laughs> I remember we had this sad little chest of drawers that, you know, somebody had given us for free and, mm. you know, just like a, a mattress that had like, you know, like a metal frame right. holding it up. And that was kind of it. And so that looked real ghetto in that room, you know. And I was like, well, we're going to have to get some stately furniture in here. Was that new carpet that was in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They put white, like white carpet in there. 
I was tan. <laughs> we ruined that like immediately. Oh my god! Do you, I was <laughs> that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about when we went in there and how nice, <sighs> like the carpet, the floor, and oh, everything yeah. was. And then I was thinking about when we moved. When we moved. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: yeah. We didn't stay here forever. <laughs> yeah, we're not at the dream house right now. I mean. At this moment in time in 2019. We're not at the 2006 dream house, but maybe we're in the 2019 dream house. No. Well, I'll tell you, the dream house that we live in right now is a dream because of how much it costs per month. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) That's why we live here. But I was just thinking of like, wasn't there some area of the carpet where it was like chewed up or burned or melted or something like that? Like, what, what the fuck was that? Yes. So, um, so like, <laughs> well, of course, this, you know, this place has a beautiful fireplace. Oh, yes. You have to have a fireplace mm-hmm. with your horse property. Yeah. Okay. Duh. Uh, yeah. And you have to hang your stockings by the chimney with care. Okay? Right. Uh, yeah. So, of course, all kinds of hot coals flew out of that thing and burned up the carpet. Also, uh, on top of that, I remember the kids getting up at, 3 a.m. on Christmas, getting into their stockings while we were asleep, and Charlie being so little that he pulled all the lollipops out of his stocking, licked them one time, and stuck them to the carpet. <laughs> by the time as we, you do, oh yeah, uh, by the time we got up and discovered this, they were fully cemented to the carpet. <laughs> wow, the carpet was never the same. That makes me think of uh, Mad Men. Like when Don Draper's in his place in the city or whatever. Right. And he's just like, you know, like, oh, I spilled a bottle of wine on the carpet again. Yeah. Like, oh, just get some new carpet. Except we didn't Except get we any. didn't get new carpet. <laughs> we just <laughs> lived like we should be like in the Sex Pistols or something or, like that. Yeah, pretty much. Just in squalor. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure where to pick up the after the moving. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know. I just don't have like a lot of memory about yeah that time other than the furniture it's like for me it all revolves around i'm gonna paint the interior of the house mm-hmm. we're gonna paint the exterior of the house yeah we're gonna but we didn't do the exterior until the next like summer right so maybe we started on the interior painting we did that pretty quick but there was a couple of things that happened like right away um that were things we didn't notice when we looked at the house so mm-hmm. for instance the um I remember when maybe we were getting ready for Christmas or something. I'm not sure, but the mantle that was around this beautiful fireplace mm-hmm. was not attached to the brick. It was just sitting there. It was just like a hollow wooden mantle. Yeah, a facade, if a you facade, will. A facade, and it fell on Morgan. <laughs> Because <laughs> I had absolutely no idea it wasn't attached. Was he like holding on to it or something? Well, and it just like no. pulled down on there? No, like he went to put something on top of it. Like I had hmm. said, go and put that on the mantle. <laughs> and so as he stepped up there, he like pulled on it and as he was walking away. And the whole thing like let go. And he's like, mom, mom. Like I'm in there. He's like holding up the entire mantle. <laughs> he's like this tiny little seven-year-old. That was all. Uh, uh what? So, of course, I, like, run over there and put it back. And then I realize it weighs nothing. It's just this hollow piece of plywood. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that where I was like, they totally pulled the wool over our eyes. And we really didn't do our due diligence mm. in kind of checking things out. Yeah, like checking that kind of stuff. Right. And so then, like, just we Just totally this... took it at face value. Totally. Yeah. And then there was, like, 
you know, the this nice island in the kitchen. Huge. Had this giant butcher block slab that was the top, the countertop. And, of course, we assumed that was attached, as you would. Right. Well, one day we like, walked around it and hit it with something, and it, like, turned sideways. And we're yeah. like, oh, my God, this thing weighs, like, a 1,000 pounds. And it's not even attached to it's the like island. Ten feet long and you know, you know, two and a half, three inches thick. It could have killed the children. Sure. You know, stuff like that. We were like, uh, we have to start <laughs> fixing things like right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we're living in a danger zone here. <laughs> and then um, what else is lurking around the, the corner, you know, to like friggin' yeah. try to kill us. So we kind of I think that that's what kind of spurred on the home repair. And the home improvement for us, mm. right? Because we're we're all about like we're investing in this place. We want to, you know, improve its looks and kind of have it live up to this dream that we're trying to have for it. And so we started fixing those things. But in the process, it was like, well, we're, the toilet's not working. Uh, so I guess we better replace both of the toilets. Yeah. Oh, and wait, why does why does this water smell so sulfury? <laughs> like, what's up with that? What's going on there? Is that is there a problem? Yeah. So our well water was just stunk. I mean, oh, it was man. awful. Yeah. If we didn't, you know, filter it, there was like a filter. It was in, like a triple in, filter. Yeah, huge filter in the like the pressure tank system or whatever. Right. And then like if but if we didn't filter it coming out of the tap, like it just smelled like, you know, you had cooked like boiled some eggs yeah. in some water and then <laughs> you're gonna drink that or whatever. Uh-huh. Like it was really sulfury. So the well system was pretty crucial to this house. And oh, yeah. as soon as as soon as the toilet situation wasn't working then we realized, like, oh, well, you know, all these sinks. We had three bathroom sinks. Those are all rusted, right, mm-hmm. and chipped and all this. So, you know, if we're going to replace the toilets, it's like just when you start to improve one thing, you start to realize how bad everything else looks, right? Yeah. So it's like a domino effect. It's like you improve one thing, and then you look around and you're like, well, I can't leave these sinks all rusted out if I got these brand new toilets right next to them. That looks really That looks really man. bad. Yeah, right? And oh, then- my God. And, like, you you, you were – this was, like, <laughs> if it was up to me, none of this would have happened, totally. man. I mean, and that's not blaming or anything. That's no, just that's me fine. talking about how lame I am. But, like, <laughs> I completely forgot that you got new, like, new sinks. Oh yeah, because there were two sinks in the in the uh, hall bathroom. Yes, right, and a single in ours. Yeah, um, new faucets, new, new faucets, new toilets. Uh huh. And like you had your dad over there, like putting this oh. shit in. Like, oh yeah, that's all we did. Yeah, me and my dad. I had the baby strapped to me, twenty four hours a day. And you guys just installed sinks. All we did was install stuff and fix stuff. That's all we did. Because at this time, I'm not working. Right. This is like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm not working anywhere. I'm not even doing eBay. I'm doing nothing. Mm -hmm. This is all about, like, the house and the kids. Yeah. This is like my era of, like, being a housewife. Right. And you're working, you know, 40-plus hours a week at the shop. And what you care about is mountain bike riding, you know, cyclocross, um, sports stuff, 
you're not in the band anymore. So it's really kind of about work and sports mm-hmm. for you. Right. Yep. And you, and that's why you're kind of out of the loop on all this like home improvement and home repair. And I mean, honestly, I would, I would call you, I go to Lowe's or somewhere. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm looking at things. I'm trying to figure out what do things cost? Can we afford this? I'd call you up maybe like, okay, well, here's what a sink costs, you know, and here's what a faucet costs. And, mm-hmm. you know, should I buy that? What do you think? <laughs> you were always just like, just get whatever. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. was no like, oh, I man. care about it or how much is it or. <laughs> Literally, I did not care about it. I know. I didn't care about it at all. Like if if I could have been completely out of the loop on it. Right. Like if you hadn't have even called me <laughs> at that point in time, that would have been like the best the best like that would have been great because then i could have just been like oh yeah bicycle this and totally ride that and yeah I don't whatever care about that I'm yeah. A, yeah so I'm you're on a, my own trip over here oh, man. like just ultimately were, selfish like you were on your own trip about like for me i, I was addicted to furniture mm-hmm. and home repair i didn't give a shit about it you were yeah. addicted to bicycle parts and gear mm-hmm. like we were on two totally different planes at that point yeah and we were each operating in our own bubble and spending money totally separately and not comparing notes. <laughs> yeah. With no guidance other than just like the bank account balance. Right. Well, it didn't hit zero, so we're still fine. I guess we're okay. I'll probably keep making <laughs> this much money for the rest of time. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm guessing, right? Of course you will. And so... I mean, so yeah, there was a bunch like home improvement stuff like almost right away just like boom right boom, away boom, boom boom it felt like it never ended it didn't it was right place. off the bat yeah and never ended like as soon as we got all the t- toilets and the uh the sinks and everything done and by we i mean you and <laughs> <laughs> my dad you and your dad and my mom watching the kids right and then like i remember your dad wanted me to like caulk the sink Right. That was put in it because he's like, I want to teach you how to do this or whatever. Yeah. And you're going to have pride in it and all this stuff. And I was just like, okay, whatever. You didn't have pride in it. Yeah. I was just like, this sucks. Like I did a, a you know bad why? job. You know why he wanted you to do that? Why? That was the kitchen sink. Uh, and it cost $500. Oh. And that's, so he didn't want to be responsible yeah. for it? Yeah. Is that what that is? That's what it was. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Um, skipping ahead just a tiny little bit. I mean, like when, once we decided that it was time to paint the house Mm. (laughs) that next, that next summer or spring Spring. or whenever that was. Yeah. Like six months later. (sighs) (laughs) That's almost like the worst, almost, you know, it's, it's hard for me to pick the worst time in my life, but that's gotta be like right up there, which is completely silly and ridiculous. But like. I remember, <laughs> I don't know, I guess I was just like kind of angry. Well, I think it makes a whole lot of sense to me knowing what I know now about you. Right. But I was having a hard time like with work and I was oh, having yeah. a hard time just like whatever, like being a no- normal person or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, that's and, true. And, you know, I didn't really want to have any part in all this home improvement shit that was going on or whatever and like so i would get home after after work and i didn't want to do anything 
Yeah. I mean, I just it was, wanted to chill out and like have a beer or something like sure or whatever. And like, I remember when, after we started like painting the house on like, the outside, on the outside, your dad was on such a tear oh. to get this done. Like, and it was like, he was the fucking foreman or something like bad. that. And it's like, and I remember like, it was the end of the week. It was the weekend. It was Sunday morning. And I was like, just beat to shit from that week for whatever reason. And like came home after work, probably had a bunch of beers, watched some (laughs) shit and went to sleep. And your dad is out walking around on the deck at 6 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. Because he's like work time, Uh like rise and shine, everybody. It's time to get up and start (laughs) painting the house because that's what like everybody wants to do. Like first thing on Sunday morning after you've been working all week, you know, and you're just tired and don't want to do that. Like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was bad. I woke up that morning. I was so pissed. I, I, think re- I, I think I went out on the deck, like, in my underwear or you something did. like that. And I was like, I'm not I'm not ready for this, Bob. Like, you, it, it's not time yet. You have to go or something like that. Like He didn't go. No. The problem was this. Like, my dad and I had spent so much time working on this house without you that we had kind of developed this kind of system of doing stuff right Right. and you didn't really want to talk about anything so i would just set the stuff up hey dad yeah come on over as on sunday at 6 a.m and you uh, didn't you did not tell him to come over at 6 a.m i might have i mean because you would have told me that and then i would have been like seriously i don't think i did tell you though that's what i'm saying i know nobody told me but (laughs) i don't think you told him to come over at six i I think that was like his prerogative maybe so and it was like okay maybe i'll get up like i knew i was gonna paint the next day right but i didn't know it was gonna be at six (laughs) (laughs) and you know that's because like it was gonna be hot yeah. You can't paint in the middle of the day when it's like 100 yeah. stupid degrees in Redding, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, first of all, this should have been a red flag. We didn't have enough money to hire somebody to paint the house. So, right. you know, if you can afford a house that costs 335000 we really should be able to hire someone for some help. Yeah. And we couldn't do that. And this house really needed to be painted. This was not just like, oh, aesthetics or something. Like, oh, I didn't like the color. This was like the woods falling off the house. This was like a repair job. This was not Hmm. just like a color thing. And so it was necessary in order to kind of preserve what was there. And so there was like, again, this pressure of time. Oh, Hmm. man, we're going to go through another summer without paint on this wood. That's not a good idea. Then winter is going to come, you know, I mean. To me, like I had zero of this urgency though. Right. I was just like, okay, we got the place. Like we got time to figure this out. (laughs) And I, so my assumption at the time was that it was your, like your dad pushing that. And my feeling was that it was your dad pushing that like time frame. Like you have to get paint on this house. Like. It's going to be like someone's going to, you know how he gets where he's like, oh, I do. okay, if you don't do this, then the 70 mile per hour winds are going to come and the fucking Carrington <laughs> event, you know, number two is going to happen. Mass coronal ejection, all the, you know, copper and everything is going to melt. Like it, the roof is going to fly off. Like, you know, he's just right. like totally 
I think this was uh, I think this was also egged on by me. I mean, because I had already so. That's probably the only way you could get me to do anything. I don't know. I FYI, I had already painted every room in that house on the inside before this. Yeah. With a child strapped to my back. Like, and at night when I should have been sleeping. Like, I was driven by some kind of obsession that I think was unhealthy. Like, I, I just had gone off the rails, like mentally i think i got off the rails i mean when i look back on that and i think about the way i would feel about it now versus then i i actually think that someone probably should have like taken me aside and been like are you okay like and people didn't really do that so <laughs> yeah i don't really think i was okay you weren't showing any weakness necessarily nope. it was just like this incredibly driven yeah thing or whatever obsession obsession it was an obsession completely and remember i don't have a job so my job became this house Mm -hmm. and and the kids right and making everything right it just became about polishing this kind of turd of a house and making it this thing that i thought it could be it's like realizing the potential right right you know and i have a hard time with that still the realizing the potential like if i see potential it's hard for me not to put forth effort you know what i mean into trying to make something realize its potential right this was Isn't something that what, like our whole marriage is about <laughs> <laughs> no i'm glad you haven't given up on that <laughs> one yet <laughs> i mean you got all kinds of potential but that's not tons the only reason we're together no i know <laughs> um so anyway, yeah, I mean, there it really is no logical explanation for this stuff. I mean, I mean at least I have my looks. That's true. <laughs> You've lost everything, but you still have your looks. That's right. <laughs> Not a whole lot going on upstairs. Oh, no, just dumb as a post. Dumb as a post. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll always have your looks. That's pretty inside baseball there. Yeah, that's an inside joke. That's uh, that's an after the after the story. After the storm. We'll we'll explain that later. Yeah, we'll get back to you on that one. So anyway, uh, so long story short, we we painted this house um, on the outside now. Okay, so the inside's done. We painted on the outside. I think it took us, I want to say, almost three months of continuous work from my dad, the both of us, Mm -hmm. every weekend or whatever, after work. Um, Not only did it have to be painted, there were so many like problems with the siding that we had to use caulking everywhere. I mean, we spent so much more money than we thought we were going to spend and it had to be primed and then have two coats of paint put on it. So it took us an eternity to get this done. And summer was coming. It was getting hotter and hotter. I mean, it was bad. And I remember you saying to me (laughs) or my dad, Taking a picture of the two of us standing by the side of the house, yeah, with our paint coveralls on and our rollers and brushes, and oh, isn't that cute? You know, the two of you hmm. painting your dream house. This is and going in the in the this fucking is baby book or whatever. Like <laughs> and, the yeah. album. and uh, I remember you saying to me like, "I hate this so much right now." <laughs> You're like, "I'm I'm gonna have to leave." Uh, <laughs> I was like, did I leave? Uh huh. 
Whoa. Yeah. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I think I was uh, yeah, I I remember being at like a weird breaking yeah. point with like all that shit. Well, it makes sense because I mean, when you're working full time, you got little kids, you have all this pressure of all this, you know, money that are constantly pouring out and you're mm-hmm. the only person making any money. I mean, I'm sure. It makes sense. Yeah, I wish I could say that it was definitely about like all that responsibility that I felt or something like that, but I don't know if that was really it, you know, <laughs> which is, that's great. But um, so how long was it before the pressure tank on the well went bad? And was that the, <laughs> that year, 2007? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. What else happened that year? Did, was that when we got chickens? I think so. We had your dad build the fucking industrial bomb-proof uh chicken shelter you know that you forced him to build uh, well because it had to have all these requirements <laughs> like we talked about that what was that like three weeks ago or something like we that did. and he's like well here's why i did it that way because i said <laughs> yeah i know because yeah it was you i know well i said hey how about we build a chicken coop let's spend about three hundred dollars total on the chicken coop and the fencing and everything we need for the chickens that seems reasonable he, he took that and turned it into a $1,000 chicken coop uh, telephone booth that, uh, <laughs> you know, was made for Hurricane Force winds. Yeah. Like with uh, marine grade plywood. Correct. Uh, you could stand in it. Yes. Uh, it was up on four posts that Correct. were sunk into the ground, like Cemented. four feet or something like that. <laughs> like it was lit. Almost literally bomb-proof. It was ridiculous. It was the stupidest, ugliest-looking thing. It was functional. Oh, yeah. I'll hand it to him. He really killed himself to make it, but I never understood why it had to be so strong. But uh, he was anticipating these winds, and I guess in his mind, if the wind picked up the chicken coop you know, and went flying and the chickens were in it, that my little heart would break and oh. he just couldn't deal with that. And so Babe. isn't that sad? Oh, your little heart with your chickens. <laughs> yeah. He's got to overbuild everything to the umpteenth degree, like just overboard, man. Yeah. Because I, of this. And so he probably read in the farmer's almanac or oh. some bullshit that hurricane <laughs> gale force winds were going to hit Reading, or he was remembering oh. one other time when that happened. And this, like, if you looked at the sacred geometry and the fucking numerology <laughs> of the calendar and stuff like that, the next time that would occur would be on, you know, in 2007. So we have to fucking make this thing, like, so crazy. I'll tell you what. I had a moment when we lived at that house where, you know, the chickens are grown, mm-hmm. a few years have passed, and we were totally broke. And we were really running low on groceries mm. and money. And You're so looking at those chickens going. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> well, I went out there and uh, you know, it was like, well, what do we have here on our property that we can eat? Well, we have these, you know, eggs from these chickens, right? And I remember going out there and then looking around at like, you know, our empty refrigerator and whatever else and making the most like you know, scarce looking sort of meal out of all this stuff and just being like, what am I doing? Like, (laughs) I can't put gas in my car. I can't go to the grocery store. Here I have this thousand dollar chicken coop. (laughs) 
like, you know, I mean, the irony started to dawn on me at a certain point. Uh, but it took right. me a few years. So uh, we just, the, the times when times were good and money was good at that house, we just lived like there would n- never be a tomorrow. Yeah. And um, this is it, man. You bought all the fanciest bike stuff, you know, and the most expensive bike clothes and shoes and traveled and went to all these races. And uh, we had, you know, like <laughs> we bought all the fancy food. We uh, had the fancy dogs. We oh, yeah. bought the fancy dog food. You know, like we, I mean, I bought like $4,000 worth of bedroom furniture. I, That's right. <laughs> the bedroom set um, that we finally got rid of the last piece of like what, months ago? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. We held on to that one for a long time. Yep. Um, But all this Didn't time. Didn't you buy some of that with like your grand, like the inheritance oh. that your grandma gave you or something like that? Yes, my aunt died in Arkansas. And when she died, my inheritance was, I don't know, $5,000 or something. Right. And I paid off my hospital bills and bought us some lovely furniture. And did nothing else with it. (laughs) It was nice. um, But in retrospect, that is not what I would spend $5,000 on now. At all. Yeah. I would like, ugh. I just, I filled the house up with more and more furniture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we filled the garage up with more and more and more stuff. Gear. Tools. Dog kennels. Tools. Yeah. I mean, to the point where it was stuffed. Nothing else could be put in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Couldn't park in there. No. Couldn't park in there. Uh, we purchased another dog. So now we're up to three dogs. So we, I think at one point while we lived there, we had three dogs, three cats, 15 chickens. Um, we had a full garden. Garden. Um, that one year of the garden was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. Yeah. It was fun. To have that the big ass uh, uh, pumpkin. 300 pound pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, watermelon. Oh, yeah. A bunch of tomatoes and stuff like that. <laughs> But, Just uh, all out there living off of the leech field. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> well, I mean, this is also beside the fact we had to bring in like $800 worth of topsoil to make this garden. Oh, yeah. And a couple hundred dollars worth of fencing. and Because the, the, the dirt in Redding, for the most part, unless you're down on like the river bottom or whatever, the old river bed is like red clay. It's unusable. It's full of sulfur, full of, like, iron. It's, like, the craziest, rockiest bullshit. And that's why the well water tastes and smells like that, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember that remember when I was mowing or whatever and ran over the power thing that went out to the well pump <laughs> and, like, got it all gnarled up in the, in the lawnmower um, blade or whatever. Uh-huh. And then I was so pissed or whatever. Oh, yeah. Why did we have a, a line running on the top of the ground out to the well pump? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't even know. That's just stuff that was like that when we got there. So, I mean, 
like I'm trying to think about the timeline of the, all this stuff. I think once we had the chickens established, the garden was growing really great. Um, we'd read on the deck. Uh, we painted the house. Um, we'd read on the sinks. The interior is looking pretty good. The interior is kind of done. Um, I think about that time. Got we, a piano. Oh, yeah, that's right. About a piano. Baby Grant. Baby Grant, baby. Oh, baby Grant. <laughs> we were really living the high life. I'll oh tell you God. what. Oh, my God. Such assholes. <laughs> <laughs> all we were missing was like a Corvette. I know. I've been all set. Um, oh, we never, we haven't purchased the horse, right? Wasn't no. all this about the horse? I thought it was about the horse, but I mean, you got dogs that were basically the size <laughs> of horses, right? I actually realized, thank God, I actually realized that we couldn't afford a horse. And uh, so we got dogs and, and yeah. set, you know. Get 8,000 dogs. and <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we... And the dogs were a whole saga into their own, right? Absolutely. But that we have to save that for another episode. It's too long to tell on this one. Oh, my God. So let me let me just set the stage here. Like, we've, we've had this lovely garden one year, right? Mm-hmm. Winter comes, you know, it's a new season, getting ready to plant the new garden. I go out there one day. It's been a particularly wet, you know, like a couple of weeks. We haven't really been outside that much. Mm-hmm. I go out there. There's this huge puddle that's right kind of next to where the kids' swing set is, which is not very far from the house. Yeah. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, what is that? Like, it's giant. And I'm like, I've never seen a puddle there before. I go over and I start kind of trying to check it out and it just like reeks, right? Hmm. And I'm like, um, that's strange. Why is that water so stinky? <laughs> and of course the dogs are going to, they're getting in it, right? Yeah, they're digging it. Oh, they love it. So we've got these three dogs, two Great Danes and a... Uh, chocolate lab Mm -hmm. they're all in it like a bunch of pigs i'm just like oh no so of course the kids want to go out there right and get in it too yeah and i think charlie was two Mm -hmm. so definitely was going to get in there and like play in it like a kiddie pool sure i was like i think that's that's sewage (laughs) where could that be coming from oh wait our house oh i was like something's wrong with the leech field we have a cesspool yeah and then i was like i was all the time i was thinking it must be coming from the garden it must be this and that i'm like trying to like sort of justify it in my mind right and i get my dad out there of course anytime anything goes wrong i was like call my dad he's mr handyman Mm -hmm. free handyman works for peanut butter and jelly yeah, it um, takes eight <laughs> times longer than normal to do things, but you will have a chicken coop that you can stand up in that will true. survive 70 mile per hour gale force winds. Absolutely. So, yeah, he, he take that to the bank. He was all we could afford, let's say that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I have him look at it, and he's like, that just doesn't seem good. He's like, I think you got something wrong with your septic tank. Yep. So, Get the septic tank out there. He looks at the septic tank. Nope, not a thing wrong with it. Everything's great. So then I started talking to your dad about it. He's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I think you've got some kind of a leach field problem. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, what on earth is a leach field? He's like, you know that thing you have in your backyard? It's like, no. (laughs) So 
we get the leech field guy out there. He's like, yeah, you need a new leech field. I'm like, could you please explain to me what the hell a leech field is? He's like, well, you know, all that septic tank water, it has to go somewhere. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was held in the septic tank. And then you guys came and pumped it out. No, No, that's just like the solid stuff, like the water. The water has to go somewhere. Leaches down into the ground. Every time you wash your clothes or do a load of dishes. And this place was made in what, the 70s? Uh And so it had like a leach field that was like two rows or something. It had like... Right. 50 feet of, of, or like 50 yards maybe of leech field line. And all that is is a bunch of trenches with some pipes in it. Yeah. But you have to have a backhoe to do it, to right. fix it. So and that's we, also not enough line for right. the size of the house. Right. And the amount of, you know, chocolate poopies. <laughs> That four people make? Yeah. yeah. So, of course, now we're on another timeline. Every time the kids go outside, there's this danger of getting in the cesspool. Every time the dogs go outside, they're tracking in cesspool water. I'm, like, losing my mind with trying to control this situation. So I'm like, okay, I don't care what it costs. Get this guy out here and get rid of the cesspool. I'm like, I can't live like this. We cannot have poop water five feet from the deck. No. Right? So this guy comes out. He's like, well, I'll give you an estimate. I'm going to give you a really good deal. This is uh, my buddy. This is your buddy. Rick. Rick. Yeah, man. The original Rick. He he did give us a good deal, actually, but it's just really expensive to do that. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. What's the good buddy deal? And he's like, well, it's going to be $5,000. Five Gs. I was like, uh, what? Dude, that (laughs) that project was like the most surreal thing. When I think back to it, that's that. Like, okay, your dad, your dad waking us up at 6 o'clock in the morning (laughs) on Sunday, seeing the fucking state of the yard after Rick had like backhoed the backhoed that fucking thing up like he had to go file plans or whatever with the with the county and figure out like how many feet of leech line was required and it was like 600 feet or something like that and so like this leech like the main line had to go almost all the way down like the the full length of the property and then it had to have like six rows of runs Right. To get enough Which in there. Which are trenches. And so, like, when he went in there and dug the thing up and made the trenches and stuff like that, like, the backyard looked like some destroyed. sort of construction zone or something yeah. like that. The like, whole thing was destroyed. Completely destroyed. Right through your garden, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Because that's the only way it could go. Yep. Because the garden was right in line with the damn septic tank. Didn't we have to get a new air conditioner? <laughs> that was later. <laughs> this was like, so the, the thing that stands out in my mind about the leech field, which is weird, but it's in relation to kind of our situation is that when they were working out there, he had a crew of people that were kind of like working with him with the backhoe and they're kind of like wrapping up what they're doing. It's a weekend day and... It's early in the morning, and I remember I let the dogs out, and, um, you know, like, <laughs> Natasha, our female Great Dane, runs out there. He's petting her, and she, like, fell down while he was petting her and had a diabetic seizure. And that was, like... <laughs> Did we know she had Yeah. diabetes at that point? Yeah. Okay. But that was a wake-up call. 
I was all, oh man, like it was a wake up call and caring for that dog. Yeah. I was like, oh, like her life's on the line at every moment of the day. Like I have to watch this dog like I would a child. And in the process of looking at my yard being completely bulldozed and then (laughs) these giant like mounds of dirt that had to, you know, be there to backfill it. And Oh my God. I was just kind of like, wow, uh, things are not going well. Um, this seems like way more than I bargained for. (laughs) Like it was finally, finally starting to dawn on me. And that was by that time, you know, no more pregnancy, no more, breastfeeding i'm starting to get a little more sleep my brain's starting to work a little better <laughs> the lights are coming back on <laughs> yeah finally flickering a little after, bit here. like oh, here al- we go. almost two years um yeah it was kind of crazy but i i just looked out there and i was like i was sort of um a visitor looking at my own house and my yeah, own yard like an was, out-of-body experience almost bit. yeah <laughs> and then my dog falling down and having a seizure i was like Mm. oh my god <laughs> maybe maybe my husband could come home and rage out and break <laughs> break an aluminum bat over the fucking you know oak logs or whatever we have out there for the fireplace oh yeah that would just be the cherry on top mm. that would never happen though oh no you would never do something like that nope you know you know that happened because you spilled chai on the floor well <laughs> now that you mention it like that is completely warranted if you spill chai on the floor man you gotta break some shit with a metal bat dude let me tell you and yeah. that that you weren't living under any pressure or anything <sighs> yeah it's like so close to snapping at all times oh, at all times yeah you were on the edge every second every from the day we got to that what house what the fuck is wrong with me dude what was wrong with me wait one you had celiacs and you didn't know it okay okay uh, two, you are working like a dog mm-hmm. with your family, yeah. which is a high pressure situation. Uh, three, I guess you had a house and kids you weren't necessarily planning on. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. yeah, it's only kind of a lot of pressure. Wow. Although my I only mean, escape was those like four hour bicycle yeah. rides or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, you had a lot of escapes. It was me. It was yeah. me that had no escapes. That's true. I had, I maintained a lot of escapes. <laughs> I was smart. I see. I didn't. I wasn't smart like that. Not not at that time. Well, I guess for the sake of the house and the kids, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't have yeah. that that many escapes because That's, they probably have been dead. <sighs> yeah. Man. But uh, yeah. So after the leech field thing kind mm-hmm. of got wrapped up, so we're on like um. I don't even know how many several thousands of dollars in repairs, but it's it's kind we had, of we had a uh, had to get a new pressure tank for the well. Yes, I remember that we didn't have to replace the well pump yet, but it was like we had to get a pressure tank, and then we did have to get a pump. No, we didn't have to get a pump for the well. Well, whatever we had to get for the well in order to have water for the house was like a thousand dollars. It was the pressure tank, yeah. Um, I believe we had to get a new water heater at some point. Yep. And um, we also had to get a new air conditioner. Was that covered under the home warranty or no. something like that? I think it was. You're thinking of the heater for the house. Oh. The heater broke. Who um, needs heat? <laughs> that was covered. The air conditioner broke later. 
no, after after the coverage. Was no done. warranty. I believe that was uh, another three thousand. Several thousand dollars. They'd have a crane put it on oh, yeah. the roof. You know. Um then the roof started leaking. Yep. Uh inside so it wasn't the house. quite seven or eight years until that thing was had four. to be replaced. Four. Two. It was four. Uh-huh. We had a new roof. Yeah, had got, a new roof put on. Got a good buddy deal on that. Another five G's. Five thousand down the drain. Um I mean, I, I don't even know what else there was, but there was a lot. Oh, we had a shed built. That's right. We had a custom shed built on the property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we put in sprinkler line and um, you know, landscaping and uh I mean, this was just so pathetic. I mean, every dollar, basically, I feel like you earned, we sunk into that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That and I mean, bicycles. That, dude, that's, <laughs> that leech field was sweet, though, man. Oh, yeah. It was just so gosh dang beautiful when it was all done. When it's all done and backfilled and you're just like, oh. I can't so even see it. We can use the toilet now. Yeah, there's nothing to look at. It, I mean, it's all underground. It's just a bunch of like bare <laughs> dirt. And then they leave, they take the backhoes away, and you're like, that's it? <laughs> wow. <All right. laughs> yeah. Uh, how did we have the money to like do that, too? It's just like, oh, okay, well, five. We had a lot of money. 5000 bucks for the roof, 5000 for the, you know, we. So, like yeah. somehow we could pull this money out of somewhere. So at this time, you were making enough money to where I was, I mean, I was managing the money. <laughs> Not a good idea for someone who can't sleep at night and doesn't have their full, you know, faculties. Mm-hmm. But I'm paying all the bills and I am trying to put money away in a savings account every month. We had an IRA. And right. we had quite a bit of insurance. We were trying to plan for the future. Like we were in a way trying to be responsible, mm-hmm. but just not doing it in the right way. It's like we just didn't know because we didn't have yeah. and life experience or people like really giving us good advice. Really. I, yeah. Maybe, maybe we didn't want we didn't it. Need it. Maybe we didn't want it. So w- I was putting some money away. So it seems like as soon as I would put some money away, we would have to empty it out. Yeah. And for another thing. Yeah. If you've ever watched the Louis C.K. show, but there's a there's one episode where he goes and he looks at apartments with his real estate agent. And he goes to this one that costs like a million dollars and he walks in and he's like, just feels like he's been elevated to some next level life that he didn't know was possible, but is only possible through real estate. I feel like that's what we experienced. It was kind of some sort of an emotional um, episode that can only be described as insanity. (laughs) Complete insanity. Yeah, that's it. It is like he nailed it in that. Yeah, in that episode, like so hard. I mean, I had at least at that point, I could laugh about it. You know, by the time I saw that episode, but boy, in the moment of it i mean it's not funny like when you are hanging on to that as part of your identity yeah you know part of your like justification for 
this life you're living and this dream that you're like trying to achieve and this like status or whatever. It, it is like very deadly serious. Like having a mortgage like that is hardcore. Yeah. And see the difference is like in the Louie show, like he could literally not afford that much. Like they wouldn't give him that loan. Yeah. They're yeah. like his business manager in the show is like, no, no, yeah. Can't. Like this is a complete <laughs> pipe dream. And he's like, you know, having visions of what his life is going to be like in this place or whatever and stuff like, so ours was like lower grade, Yeah, but we were able to actually do it and get ourselves in way over our head. And there was nobody going, Hey, <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's not such a good idea, you know, but fuck man. Hindsight is 2020. So they say. I think that my, um, my dream, which was kind of like a, um, I always joked about loving the show dynasty from the eighties, you know, and I'm sure that's where my owning a horse and having this whole equestrian lifestyle comes from. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, Crystal Carrington and Blake, you know, you got to get your English saddle and your thoroughbred horse and, you know, your riding boots and your, <laughs> you know, in the whole nine yards. I mean, that's when, you know, you're really living. Right. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, I did not ever get a horse. I rode horses for zero minutes while I lived at that house. Not even <laughs> anybody else's horses, okay? I was so busy trying to keep my dogs and my kids alive every second. I didn't ride any horses. And not only that, I spent so much time, like, out in the mud. <laughs> okay? Like, um, chickens got out. Dogs trying to eat the chickens. Chickens are in the, out in the middle of the night underneath the deck i'm trying to scoop up muddy ass chickens out from underneath my deck in galoshes in my pajamas at like 1 a.m with a flashlight Mm -hmm. i don't know about you but that isn't the glamorous sort of equestrian lifestyle that i maybe was anticipating when i signed the papers in the beginning right (laughs) i mean I must have been completely delusional because the life that I ended up living at that house was like one part little house on the prairie, (laughs) you know, right? Electrical outages and not having water and just being inundated with animals all the time, right? Yeah. And the other part was like, uh, you know, just kind of this player. I'm going to live like a player. I'm going to buy... The estate furniture, and I'm going to fill that walk-in closet up, and I'm going to have my chandelier, and my Parsons table, and my, you know, all this shit. (laughs) Like, hello? (laughs) Yeah, meanwhile, you're in indentured servitude to this fucking thing for all the upkeep and the animals and all the projects and stuff. It's like... Oh, man. And on a side note. You learn a lot. I mean, I just kind of started losing my mind by being a housewife. (laughs) This dream that I'm trying to achieve here is driving me crazy. Maybe if you had had that Carrington money. Maybe. Well, I mean, I could have had someone to take care of the dogs then. I know. And the kids. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) And the horse. (laughs) Probably should have had a bigger house, though. (laughs) 
if we if we had the Carrington money, <laughs> might have wanted to go just a little yeah. bit bigger. Um, so <laughs> we uh this this like little episode. I don't even know if we can call any part of this a honeymoon, you know. But I guess there was a time where we believed we would be there for a long time. Yeah, that things would continue improving. And we would continue earning more money. We That's did right. believe that. That the rocket ship would continue to, you know, like hurdle at thousands of miles per hour toward the moon. No worries, man. Just keep going. Just keep <laughs> on going. <laughs> uh, and then round about 2008, going into 2009, things kind of started Take a little bit of a sideways turn. Yeah. The road became more rocky. I mean, I think that's true for just about everybody who was an American in 2008, 2009. Um, well, certainly a lot of people. But that's sort of where the fairy tale sort of part of this ends. Um, and that's where we're going to like tell the rest of this in the next episode. Because we go from being like kind of dumbass homeowners that are in over our heads <laughs> to just um, taking it to the next level yeah, and becoming real estate investors. <laughs> just, keep, just keep digging that hole, man. Just go for it. Um, so I can't wait, actually, to tell that part of the story. Yeah. Because it gets... A lot more interesting than chickens and dogs and leech fields. Roofs? Is it as interesting it's, as roofs? I've been to, and pressure tanks? I'm gonna gander I'm gonna gander to say like it's gonna be more interesting. <laughs> what do you think? Okay. Well, yeah, I, I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Let's hope so. On the next episode. So yeah. um stay, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that that's house number two. That's the dream house. The dream. Living the dream. So. And I hope all you out there live in the dream right now, like we are. <laughs> I hope you're living the real dream. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Love you, babe. Love you too. <laughs>